Hello and welcome back to Millennial Mental Health. I am the podcast host, Stephanie Contra-O'Hara, licensed professional counselor. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about anxieties. So we're going to move into this mini series that I was interested in creating to focus on different mental health diagnoses. And in that I'm going to attempt to do it within different categories. So the first one is on anxiety and on the different types to identify the difference between anxiety and stress. So I'm sure all of you have heard these words and oftentimes they're used interchangeably. Um, However, I want to discuss the differences. Since stress and anxiety can affect us in different ways, it's best for us to examine their meaning closely. Um, That way we can help reduce um, any sort of confusion. I'm also going to talk about ways that people can help reduce their stress and manage their anxiety um, and hopefully live more fulfilling lives that aren't full of just stress and anxiety anymore because I feel like those are very common things that I see come into my practice. I'm going to define stress first. So stress is an emotional and physical response to an external source such as a tight deadline at work, an argument with a friend, or a situation that will eventually subside along with the stress. Typically, when someone is stressed, their heart rate may increase, their pupils may dilate, they may have increased breathing, the reactions um, of their body might be very similar to what you would anticipate anxiety to be, but it's much more short term. Um, And oftentimes, people who deal with stress can overcome that by doing some pretty basic coping skills. However, stress can become chronic and lead to a variety of physical and emotional issues, such as a weakened immune system, memory loss, and depression. So stress is just not to be taken lightly. I'm not on here to tell you that stress is no big deal um, because it can impact a lot of things in your body, such as your cortisol level. And if your brain has too much cortisol level for a significant amount of time that can develop into chronic toxic stress. And it's very important to manage and reduce your stress. Uh, You can do so through using breathing exercises, getting adequate amounts of sleep, remaining physically active, um, and maintaining social connections. There are three types of stress. While managing your stress in your life is important, it's important to also know what the three types are. So positive stress, tolerable stress, and toxic stress. Positive stress response refers to the psychological state that is brief and mild in magnitude. This type of stress response can be alleviated with validation or compassion or recognition from someone else or perhaps within yourself. Examples of stressors that can trigger positive response, including dealing with frustration or adapting to novel situations, or environments such as the first day of school or a new job. Tolerable stress is associated with exposure to abnormal experiences that present a greater magnitude of conflict. Examples of this could include a serious illness or injury, experiencing the death of a loved one, a natural disaster, or a life-altering event. 
when undergoing such stress, it is important to find support within your social support system, to find people that may have common experiences to you to help normalize the experience, uh, use coping skills in the stress. This helps to reduce the psychological stress response and promote a return to overall normalcy. Now, toxic stress is exposure to adverse experiences over a long period of time, such as repeated exposure to stress without the benefit of a supportive, protective relationship can cause lasting damage on a person's emotional and physical health. Examples of this can include neglect and abuse, perhaps divorce or separation from a loved one, exposure to domestic violence, extreme poverty, um, a family member abusing drugs or alcohol, and many more things can increase and create toxic stress. This level of stress can lead to development of anxiety disorders, and it is vital to seek help and support for these types of stresses. Remember, just because it's labeled as stress doesn't mean that it's less or more impactful than anxiety. Now I'm going to define anxiety. Anxiety is defined as the person's reaction to stress. Its origin is internal. Anxiety is typically characterized by a persistent feeling of apprehension or dread in situations that are not actually threatening. Unlike stress, anxiety persists even after a concern has passed. In mild cases, general anxiety can lead to muscle tension, restlessness, fatigue, and problems with concentrating. If the anxiety cause issue becomes chronic, that can lead to things such as panic attacks and other acute anxieties. Anxiety is often a felt sense of worry. It is accompanied with negative racing thoughts or fear that something unpleasant or bad will happen. In more severe cases, anxiety can escalate into an anxiety disorder. The most common mental health issue in the United States is anxiety disorders, and they're classified in a variety of ways, and we'll explore a lot of those throughout this mini-series. Some of them include general anxiety, panic disorder, phobia uh, disorder, social anxiety, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and they've also been linked to mental health concerns such as of substance abuse, eating disorders, and PTSD, just to name a few. So now that you know a lot about anxiety and the definition of anxiety and the definition of stress, I'm curious if you can ask whether or not in your personal life, if you're experiencing stress or is it anxiety? Both of these things can be helped and learned to deal with better through the help of a support system or therapy or using coping skills. It's important to know whether or not you're experiencing anxiety or stress, just so you have a better awareness of what's going on for you, whether it's in your body or in your life and why you're responding to things in different ways, perhaps when you're stressed compared to anxious, because these types of issues will show up in your relationships in the way that you communicate, um, in the way that you sleep, in the way that you eat, the way that you exercise. Unfortunately, they really can kind of spread out into every aspect of your life, which is why it's important to learn what coping strategies work for you. And like I said, stress and anxiety can often look the same, 
But when it comes to anxiety, it's best to focus more heavily on the coping mechanisms that I'm going to list below and the coping mechanisms that I'm going to list next. So some of them are to practice slow, deep breathing, practice meditation, relaxation techniques, maybe spend more time with your pets, more time with your friends, taking naps, engage in personal hobbies, um, maybe experience something that will help you process your emotions. Maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to laugh. Maybe you need to yell. Sometimes allowing yourself to feel your emotions can help you move through them rather than just avoiding them or putting them in a box and compartmentalizing them. It makes total sense why people do use those methods because sometimes you're not in an environment that's emotionally safe for you to feel your feelings. But if you have the opportunity and the awareness, it is best to process your emotions and move through them rather than avoid them. Avoid artificial and damaging practices such as using drugs, alcohol, um, denying that you have a problem, or self-harming. Attempt to use positive language, give yourself compliments and acceptance, take on manageable levels of responsibility, try to remember your achievements and use your that evidence to reassure yourself that you can ma- manage this situation, that you have the skills and the resilience to keep going. Observe yourself also. It's important for you to maybe track your moods. Maybe journaling will help. Maybe just like a daily check-in scale of zero to 10. How much tension and stress or anxiety have you been feeling? Because learning to recognize these emotions is really important so they don't continue to impact your life and interfere with things like decision-making or your responsibilities. I think anxiety is a really important thing to talk about because a lot of people do experience it. And you know, millions of people experience fears and experience anxiety. And I think it's important to recognize that this can show up in other ways, right? Like if you're fearful, or if you're experiencing anxiety, that could show up as anger, that could show up in maybe being very controlling in your relationships that could show up as perfectionism. So trying to figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life can also help you recognize what tools will be best to to utilize. So I encourage anyone who thinks they might have anxiety to talk to a therapist, talk to uh, someone that can give you a proper diagnosis so you can get the resources and the help that you need. And I will talk further about different types of anxieties and different personal stories, perhaps throughout this mini series. So you can get a really good feel for what it means to have anxiety. Um, I know I've had people in my life that are like, oh, I don't really know what anxiety like feels like, or I don't know what anxiety is. So maybe referring them to this mini series might be really helpful as well. So you feel like you don't have to attempt to explain it again, or feel like you don't know what the words are to explain it. I know for myself, when I start feeling anxiety, it shows up in bodily sensations. Like sometimes my stomach starts to hurt. My eye may start to twitch. I have trouble sleeping, tend to want to move around a lot, have a lot of racing thoughts. It's definitely an uncomfortable experience. 
Um, it's not something that I always am paying attention to because I think that I can often be anxious and look completely fine and be acting completely fine. Um, but it is something that I think a lot of people deal with and, and this might be underneath the surface. And so giving people some space to communicate how they feel without judging them or without being like, Oh, you don't have anxiety. You, you seem fine. Right. I've heard that before. It's like, yeah, I might be acting fine, but that's because I am really good at putting on a mask to figure out how I can show up in the world and be accepted because being an anxious person isn't always something that is accepted by everyone. So this is just a brief introduction to anxiety and what it looks like to have anxiety. We'll definitely dive in deeper to other types of anxieties in further episodes. So yeah, it's good to reach out if you need someone to talk to about your stress and anxiety, preferably a professional if you have those resources. And I, I look forward to talking to you all more in the future. I hope to see you back here next time. Take care.